When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Terrio Media. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah, Hello. And welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing, the place where I show people how to escape the rat race using real estate. You just got to do one thing, do it one time, shift your focus from making piles of money to making streams of money. Change that one thing just one time and you are on your way to financial freedom. It is not the most exciting path. It's rather dull and boring, but it is the fastest. And once you get there, life then becomes exciting. All righty, let's pick up from our last episode. Based on the feedback, that last episode was very exciting and in anticipation of what we're going to talk about next. So last episode is all about creative real estate investing. I went over five different ways to do that. And there are more than those five. And we're going to get to all of them or a bunch of them at least. But the uh, the five I covered were conventional financing, seller carryback subject to options and seller seconds. I went over each of those very generally. Now, over the next several episodes, we're going to dive into those in deeper detail. All right. So creative real estate investing. You know, one thing I, I failed to mention is one thing I didn't mention last week was uh, it's probably not going to happen for you without some level of negotiating prowess. You know, negotiation skills, they lie at the center of creative real estate investing. So you're going to need that. And the good thing about that, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And, and as you may know, real estate, it isn't free, right? No kidding. You do need currency to transact real estate. But currency can take many shapes, forms, and sizes. But to keep it simple, I'm going to group currency into two categories for you. First, there is a hard currency, like money. And second, there's what I like to call intellectual currency, like what's up here in your noodle, your knowledge, right? What you know. So both currencies can be used to transact real estate, both of them. And the relationship between the two is rather, I guess it's counterbalanced, meaning if you have a bunch of the hard currency, the less of the intellectual currency you'll need. And vice versa, the more intellectual currency you have, the less hard currency you need. Also, the more hard currency that you use in your real estate, the more intellectual currency you get in return. And the more intellectual currency you use, the more hard currency that returns to you, the more money you make. Basically, the more educated you are around a around a real estate and around deal structuring and around finances, the less actual money 
you'll need to transact real estate and the greater your profits are going to be. You got that? Let me say that one more time because this is so important. And people say, you did not build your real estate portfolio with none of your own money and not one point of your own credit. How can you say that? Yes, I did. And this is how. The more educated you are around real estate, deal structuring, and finances, the less actual money you'll need to transact that real estate and the greater your profits will be. Got it? Conversely, the more money you use in your real estate investing, the more experience and education you're going to receive. And those experiences, they may be good ones, they may be bad ones, but either way, you are increasing your your education. Your intellectual currency is growing. See how they work hand in hand? You're either getting paid or you're getting an education, and both are good. So keeping those two different currencies in mind, let's say in your, your left pocket, you have your hard currency, and in your right pocket, you have your intellectual currency. And at every turn of a real estate transaction of which requires you to trade some currency, you get to decide which pocket you're going to dip into. Now, in, in most deals, regardless of how much intellectual currency you may have in that right pocket, in most deals, you're going to need some hard currency. You need some, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, some. You're going to need some money. And the first step to finding that money is to reduce how much of that money you need to find. And we do that through negotiating. Got it? So that's where negotiation comes in. It's kind of like the first level of your creative financing now, or your creative real estate investing. So your negotiating skills, they make up a significant portion of your intellectual currency. And the negotiating portion of your intellectual currency can be used to either one, reduce expenses and costs, or two, create income or profit. And if you can do both, hey, even better. Either way, from this point forward, I want you to view your negotiating as money. I want you to look at that as currency. It is indeed a currency. It has a monetary value, a cash value even. For example, if a seller tells you they want $100,000 for their property and you reply with, yeah, I understand. I wish the market would allow it, but you know how it is. What's your bottom line? Just be straight with me. What's your bottom line? Just by asking that question, and, and, and so if they respond with something, well, not a penny under $95,000. See, that one question just made you $5,000. And I'll tell you right now, use that question as often as you can because it's going to make you money darn near every time you ask it. That's what I mean by viewing your negotiating as money. Now, you might still have to find more money to complete the transaction, but you did just find money and you've got to find, now you only have, you have to find less of it, right? And there are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, and once you get this, embrace it and implement it. And you'll start noticing the many different places your newly found intellectual currency is accepted. It's everywhere you want to be. Here's, the, here's a little tip. And you might have noticed it in my example. When structuring your deals and presenting offers, understand that it's not a you versus the seller conversation. It's always a you and the seller versus the market conversation. That's your negotiating position. You're building rapport with the seller. You're building trust with the seller. You're doing all that for a reason. You're doing that to make a friend. You're, you're doing that because, you know, that's what friends do for each other. They help each other. You want to be the good guy here. You never want to be the bad guy. The market, that's the bad guy. So you see, you are the solution. Don't be the problem for the seller. Be the solution. The market is causing the problem for the seller. 
and it's the seller's problem. And you're there to help solve the seller's problem. Got it? So keep that mindset and negotiations go a lot smoother, especially when you started getting into these, this creative deal structure that we're gonna be talking about. So the rest of the money that you're gonna need to find, the rest of the money that you need to complete your real estate transaction, it is abundantly available. The, the, the caveat here is all the money you'll need to find will rarely come from one source, however. Got it? So I'm gonna lead you through over the next several weeks through, through multiple sources of where you can find the money for your deals, where you can get creative about finding money for your deals. And I'm gonna lead you through in the order, I think, yeah, but I'm gonna take you through the order of which I look. Now, depending on your situation, your financial situation, your network, your credit score, your resources, you may choose to look for the money in a different sequence, and that's okay. There, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no one way to do this. It's just that you know I prefer to not use my money, and it, I, I prefer to use it just as little as possible. I mean, in every deal, I try to spend every cent of my intellectual currency before ever going into my pocket for that hard currency. All right, so with that in mind, for me, the best place to find the money for your real estate is the owner of the real estate itself, the seller. So I first reduce the amount of money that I need to find by negotiating the price with the seller, and that's ongoing. The negotiating, it, it never stops. It doesn't stop for me until the deal is closed. And, and you'll see that as we progress through the next couple weeks, you'll see that. So the second place that I look for the money is for the seller to finance the deal for me. I look at the seller for the deal, what we call seller financing, also known as carryback mortgage, private mortgage, seller carryback. And it's and it's appropriate often when the seller wants a specific market price. I mean, they're, they're just stuck on that price and they're not gonna budge. Yet they got no other options. They've got no takers, but they're still wait, they still are demanding that price. And and so they could be open to the idea of a fixed rate of return over a long period of time, as long as as long as they get that price. That's what they're so concerned with. So I love seller financing. It's how I hold most of my own portfolio I'll, and I'll take it just about any time that the seller is gonna give it to me. The only real exception there would be if the seller failed to provide a title insurance policy. That's about the only time I, I, like, I'll reject that. You know, other than that though, I'm typically all in. If they're open to carrying back, I can typically make something work. So there are many ways a seller can participate in financing the deal for you. You know, from lease option to subject to or straight seller financing. You see, the seller can finance some or all of the equity, or the seller can let you tap into the existing financing against the property. If you have no idea what I'm just talking about right there, no worries, we're gonna cover it all. But for now, I just wanna focus solely on the straight seller financing in the form of the seller carryback note. Specifically, that, that note is a promissory note. And a promissory note, that is a promise to pay. And the, what inside the note, it defines who is borrowing the, um, the payer and uh, who is lending the payee. And the note details the terms of the financing. In other words, how much is being borrowed and how is it gonna be paid back? That's what the promissory note has. It's a promise to pay. And, and that's what I love most about seller financing is the how it's going to be paid back part. Because you can pay just about anything that the seller wants for their property, even if it's double what the property is actually worth, but as long as you get to control how it's paid back, you can turn just about any deal into a really good deal for yourself. So with that said, when you're looking into acquiring your next property, you must go into the deal with the objective of controlling the price or the terms. You gotta get control of one of those, okay? As long as you can control one of those, you can create a really good deal, all right? So 
Assuming that our example seller rejected your $50,000 all cash offer for his $100,000 property, you see that $50,000, that was your price, right? That's your price. And the all cash part, that would be the seller's terms. So you got to control the price or the terms. And in that scenario, that initial offer you gave, you were going for your price, but they rejected your price. So now you got to go for the terms. Got it? So the seller, they're stuck on the $100,000. So that's the price. Okay, that's the price. So if they're sticking to their price, what do we have to work with here? What, what are the terms, right? So let's create some terms and how we're going to pay $100,000 for this property and have it still be a good deal for us. All right, so we're not just gonna write a check for $100,000. We're not gonna pay fair market value for this. No, we're real estate investors. We buy low. That's our that's our job. So um, for, for, for this exercise, we're gonna need a little bit more information though. So let's say fair market value of the property is indeed $100,000. Let's just, let's, let's uh, give them the benefit of the doubt or we check it out and yep, it's worth 100 grand. And it rents say for $1,200 a month. Okay, so after taxes, insurance, vacancy, maintenance, property management, all that stuff, all the expenses for the property, we're left with probably a net monthly cash flow of, uh, it would be $720 actually. And my quick and dirty math there is just taking 60% of the gross rent. 60% of $1,200 is $720. So $720 is the income that this property would produce. So we just need to make sure that any terms that we create that, that, that fall below $720 a month. Make sense? So we're gonna collect $720 a month. Once we're owners of this property, we're gonna collect that $720 every month from the property. We just have to make sure that any terms that we create with the seller, any payment terms, has to be less than $720. We gotta make sure that we cash flow. Got it? All right, so let's start working on the terms. What's one way we can pay the seller $100,000 for this property and it still cash flows for us? It's still a good deal. Well, let's just go with a very basic vanilla conventional type format. Say we put 20% down and we borrow the rest at say 6% interest. So that monthly in, uh, that monthly payment would be $480. Would that work? Yeah, that would work. You know, what you know whether we got that money from a bank or the seller carried it back, it makes no difference. It's 480 bucks and we receive 720, so there's a gap there. It's, uh, it's I don't know, a couple hundred bucks, a few hundred bucks, right? So that cash flows. Okay, so how about, let's try again. Let's try a different term. How about if we put 10% down? We're not going to give them 20%. We'll give them 10% down and ask the seller to carry back the rest at a 6% interest. Well, that payment would be $540. Would that work? Yeah, it's less than 720 bucks, so that works too. Now, how about if we offered the seller zero down? What, Matt? You're not going to give them anything? No. Make an offer, make the offer to pay zero down. And the seller, and say they, the seller's gonna carry back all of it at 6%. Well, that's a monthly payment of $600. That would work too, even a zero down would work for you. Got it? So zero down, 10% down, 20% down, all those would work. So those are, like I said, those are just three examples of really base, a basic structure. Very, very close to a very traditional structure, I guess, sans the, uh, the zero, zero down, but, uh, I'm just working with one variable here, the down payment, right? So that's not very creative. So let's push the creativity. And this is gonna be your homework. I want you to take a blank piece of paper. I want you to write $100,000 at the top of that page. I want you to practice this, what we're about to do. Write down at least 10 different ways you can pay someone $100,000, keeping the monthly payment of the, that structure below $720.
Okay, so I'll do a few with you to give you an idea. How about, well, if we have to keep the payment below 720, how about I just pay you $500 a month until it's paid off? Would that work? Yeah. You don't have to deal with a down payment. You don't have to include interest rates. You don't have to do that at all if you don't want. I'm just going to give you $500 a month until it's paid off. Yeah, but Matt, there's no seller's going to take that. Yes, they do. They do take it. They don't take it. The times they don't take it is if when you don't ask. All right. So, well, but what if the seller did come back with, um, I'll be dead by the time I collect all of the money. I can't wait that long. And you reply with, okay, what's the longest you're willing to wait to collect all of your money? And say the seller replied with, I want it all within five years. I don't want to wait any longer than five years. And you replied with, great, I'll pay you $500 a month. And at the end of the five years, I'll go ahead and I'll pay you the balance. How does that work? Would you be okay asking that? Would, would that work for you? Not sure? You don't know if you'd ask that. You don't know if that's a deal or not. Well, let's add it up. Since it's just $500 a month, we already know this deal is going to cash flow, right? So we're good to go there. Now, what about at the end of five years and it's time to pay the piper? What position are you going to be in? Will it still be a good deal in five years? Well, with five years of $500 monthly payments, that's $30,000 you've chipped away at the equity. That's 30 grand you've chipped away at the equity. So on this $100,000 house, when you've got to pay um, $100,000, you've got to pay the balloon payment, you actually only owe $70,000. So would that be a good deal for you at that point? You had 30 grand of equity. I don't know, it's up to you. There's no right or wrong answer. That's up to you and your standards. Maybe, maybe not. Well, do you think in five years that house would still be worth $100,000? Something else to consider, right? Well, what if you experience the average annual appreciation of, say, 3%? That's about the average nationally. It fluctuates pretty significantly depending on where you are, but we'll just use that for the ex this example. What would it be worth then if it appreciated 3% each year? Yeah, it'd be worth about $115,000. And you owe $70,000. That's what, $30,000, $45,000 of equity. Would that be a good deal for you at the end of five years? Well, Let's look at it this way. What if you applied the cash flow to the principal also? So for five years of $250 per month, that's another $15,000 chipped away at the principal. Now you owe $65,000 on a $115,000 house. That's what, 50 grand. Is that a good deal? I think so, but again, it's up to you. Okay, so that was the second way to pay $100,000. Just offer $500 a month, 500 a month, $500 monthly payments, and in five years, I'll pay you the balance. So let's let's go for a third way. Uh, I'll pay you $100,000 in 250 equal monthly payments. See, a lot of this stuff's not too different. It's just how you, you phrase it, okay? I'll pay you $100,000 in 250 equal monthly payments. So that would be $400 a month. That works, right? Yeah, that one works. Or how about I'll pay you $300 a month, and then if and when I sell it, I'll pay you the rest plus 25% of the profit that I get above $100,000. Would that work for you? Yeah, it's 300 bucks a month. You're cash flowing like $400 a month while you're waiting it. And yet you even phrased it, if and when I sell it, right? So, or how about 10% um, down, $200 a month, and I'll pay the balance off in 10 years. And that payment at the end of 10 years when you do that, when you pay the balance off, that's referred to as a balloon payment. But if you gave them 10% down and $200 a month and paid the balance off in 10 years, would that work for you? It's just another way to do it. 
And maybe the seller doesn't like this flat payment going 100% to the principal. I don't like this $200 a month thing. I don't like this 250 equal monthly payments because they want interest, right? They might be a little bit more sophisticated, a little more savvy. They want interest. Okay, fine. I'll give you 5% interest-only payments for 10 years and a $100,000 balloon at the end of the term. That'd still be a smoking deal, right? With payments of $416 a month, that'd be a nice cash-flowing property. Yeah, but Matt, how are you going to pay off the $100,000 balloon payment? That's a lot of money. Where's that going to come from? Well, we're going to talk about balloon payments in great detail and how awesome they are and how you want to start collecting these. We're going to talk about that in, in, in a coming episode, but I'm gonna, I'll, I'll keep it simple first. In 10 years, how much do you think that property will be worth? I'll keep it super conservative and propose just an annual 2% appreciation. We won't even go to 3%. We're going to keep it really low at 2%. Well, that property is going to be worth the end of 10 years, 122,000 bucks at the end of 10 years. And you owe $100,000. It's worth 122, you owe 100. If you absolutely had to, do you think you could sell the property for $22,000 below market value? Would it be such a bad thing to dump the property there if you had to? I mean, you cash flow $300 a month for 10 years. Not counting all the tax benefits and everything you got from that as well. You made, just from the cash flow, you made $36,000 off that deal. Now, not a great deal, but not anything near terrible. I'll do that deal. I do that deal every day. Anyway, you see how you can play with the terms in many ways. You can do it with the down payment, with the interest rate, with the number of payments. You can just do a flat payment. Um, you can share and split the profit with the seller. There's so many different ways you could do this. I, I mean, I could do this all day long with you. But but you get the, you're getting the picture, right? So I want you to practice. I want you to write down at least 10 different ways you could pay $100,000 for a $100,000 property and still make a profit for yourself. That's where the creativity comes into play. Alrighty. Uh, next up, I'm going to share a recording with you of one of my VAs uh, on for a deal that we closed just recently. We made $15,000 on this deal. I just want you to hear how the, the VA handled it, and uh, I'm going to let you hear that right after this. When you go to work for your money, does it return the favor? If not, no worries. You do not have a money problem. You merely have an idea problem. We're CashflowSavvy.com, and we'd like to share a new idea with you around income real estate that can transform your financial future and accelerate its arrival. Go to CashflowSavvy.com and download a free investor's package. CashflowSavvy.com. You do not have a money problem, merely an idea problem. CashflowSavvy.com. More ideas, less worries. CashflowSavvy.com. Hello. Good morning, ma'am. My name is Charisma. I'm calling from Rico Management from the team of Matt Terriel. We actually sent you a postcard, ma'am, and um, the number in the postcard was dialed. And uh, I'm just checking if you have any inquiries or if you're interested in getting an offer for your ho uh, house. Okay. We just got rid of one. Yeah, oh, okay. You were able to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the 422 Old Burn Hickory Road. We mm -hmm. just, believe it or not, he gave us a really good price for it. So we got, he sent us a uh, contract and he's got $1,000 mm -hmm. in escrow. So he's serious about getting it. And um, right. we, we're uh, getting rid of that. And then we've got this other one that we're going to get rid of. One at okay. And yeah. Power and Studi Road. Okay, and you, do you want, ma'am, uh, I can definitely also 
get you an offer for that. Do you want us to send you an offer for that specific property? At yeah, 37 Hiram City, yes. That would be fine. Okay, hold on. Just give me a few seconds, ma'am. Um, okay, can I can I get your complete name, ma'am, so I can address you properly? Sorry My about that. My name is Susan. It's Susan. Susan. Okay, <laughs> sorry about that, Susan. Okay, so I'm in front of my computer right now. Can you say the address one more time so I can locate it? It's search Hiram, H-I-R-A-M, and the second word is Sudi, S-U-D-I-E, Rose, okay. and okay. that's in Hiram, again, H-I-R-A-M, Georgia, 30141. 30141. Perfect. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how many bedrooms and bathrooms uh, does the home have, ma'am? Okay. First, let me tell you this. Sure. When you look, it's going to say modular home. It is listed okay. as real property. Okay. Real they do not property. consider it. Yeah, they do not consider it. We don't have to buy stickers. It cannot be moved. The wheels and tongue have been taken off. It was not factory bought. It rebuilt it. We had it built right. to our specifications. So it's got skylights in it, and it's really nice. It's got three bedrooms, two baths. Three beds, two baths. Okay, go ahead. It's got a fireplace. Fireplace. It's got a big living room and a big kitchen. It's not like a, you know, the how the they're all punched up. The bedrooms are right. big. In here, the bedrooms are big. It's got like 21-something square feet. Okay, 2,100 square foot or yeah, square feet. Yeah, it's got walk-in closets. Great. And um, it's got, you know, the garden tub in the master bedroom, bath. Mm-hmm. And it's got skylight in there. It's got skylights in the living room and skylights in the other bath. Skylight. Hold on. Let me just note that. All right. And we've got three and a quarter acres land. Okay. Three and three quarters acre land for quarter square. Right. Yeah. And it's 600 feet back. There's nobody around me. Okay. It's I'm just noting it now it. while you talk. Pardon me? I'm just trying to note it while you're 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 giving me all the information. So okay. that's why I'm not talking. So I'm listening to you. It's got um, uh, roadfront property, and we have a fence around it. Fence. Okay. All right. Okay. So Susan, let me ask you this: If ever that you are happy with our offer, how soon will you be able to sell the house? As soon I can sell the house as soon as as uh, you get ready to. The only thing is, I have to have time to get all my stuff out. And the reason that sure, I have to okay. do that is we took and we got, we when we moved here, I got a house in Florida, too. Right. And they are paid for, and they are on, oh, I owe 32000 I borrowed against this house that I have to pay off. Oh, for the 1307 Yeah, that I, I, I okay. have to pay that off, you know. But um, How much? anyway, it's about thirty. How much, ma'am? Thirty-two thousand dollars. Yeah, but that's, that's current, right? Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, we moved here because mm -hmm. I had parents that were sick, and that my right. mom and dad had a stroke, both of them. 
and his mom had uh-huh. Parkinson's, and his dad was just really old. So we moved here to take right. care of him. We weren't expecting to get stuck here. We did not know about Medicaid, Medicare, and all that stuff. And right. we paid every every month, we were paying over $5,000 to wow. keep him in a nursing home. Yeah. And it ended up taking every cent we had, and we ended up stuck here and couldn't get oh, out. Oh, no. And I've got a half a million dollar house sitting on the river in Florida that I can't get to, and I'm worried sick about it. It's got a right, right. in the back and everything else. So I'm worried mm. sick about it. And I've got right, to get that's home. True. So that's I what, agree. That's what happened here. We were never expecting to live here. And I've got, when his parents died, we got cars. We got antique furniture. Now, my furniture is all beachy. Mm-hmm. So now here I've got all this antique furniture with beachy furniture and boxes <laughs> everywhere. And right. I'm like crowded in here. This is little. So right. that's where I'm at, and we're just trying to get home. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I you will take money my... that I would never have had to worry. And right. it took every cent. Right. So, Susan, you will need most probably at least like two to three weeks for you to be able to get the stuff out, right? Probably probably around three weeks, three, four weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, I've got... Why don't uh, we put it 30 days, 30 days yeah, for you to be able to sell it because you need to get that stuff out. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. because okay. Um, it's, it's got... Uh, I've got oodles of cars, and right. I have my... I had my uh, Jag, my beautiful white Jag here, and a boy hit it. So it's sitting in the front yard because it's totaled, and I need to park because parks for Jags are so expensive. So I need to park that Jag to put in some of my other Jags and fix that. So I've got to get it out of here. Right, that's true. And he's got, we just got tons of stuff. You just would not believe the stuff we have. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Well, as we were staying here helping, we kept dragging stuff from there up to here. I don't know why we did that. I kept saying, I need this, I need that. I think I've got seven TVs here that goes to every room in that Are other you, house in Florida. You're kidding me. Seven TVs? Oh, I've got seven TVs, and they're not even plugged in. I'm only using two. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's too much. <laughs> they, they were all in the house in Florida. See, the house in Florida is huge. Right, this is, right. My living room in the house in Florida, this whole house would fit in. Right. I mean, right. it's huge. But uh, right. I've got all this stuff that I just drug and drug and drug up here. Right. And they stayed alive longer than we thought they would, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I miss them terribly, and I wish they'd still here, but this $5,000 a month was getting old. Yeah, that's true. And, and it's going to dry up, you know, everything. Well, when you got yeah, money coming, going out, money. nothing coming in, because my husband had never, oh, he didn't have to work, and then all of a sudden now he's having to work. Oh no! So here we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, Susan, I'll be able to help you out with that. By the way, what would be your um, desired? Um, let's say, let's just put it this way: uh, for your million-dollar question, how much do you want for this property? How much are you looking he's, at? He's wanting around seventy thousand. Uh, seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, seventy thousand. 
Okay, $70,000. Yeah, we've got the termite inspection. inspector. We got right. the, uh, I think whatever it is, it, they said it was 85000 worth eighty-five. Mm. Right. Oh, so they told so you, you that it's worth 85000 Yeah, the taxes or whatever it is. Right. Which that's current, Okay. Too. Okay. Um, Property tax, it's also current. The insurance is current. Right. So everything's current. Right. So, Susan, once I'm done, what I'm going to do is that uh, I can definitely send you the offer in two ways. One is going to be via an email, and the other one is going to be via your preferred mailing address. All right? Do you have an email okay. address where I can send it? The email address? Right. Are they the preferred address the hard for your hard copy to mail? For the hard is copy, that, yep. Yeah, that's the one I just gave you for Hiram Studi Road. Okay. And that's real one four one. Okay. And then I can give you my email. Go ahead, ma'am. It's Chris and Gary R F like in Frank mm -hmm. five two one dot net. Okay, perfect. All right, so Susan, uh, this is going to be an offer for you. So it's going through, you know, it has to be formal, right? So what's your uh, complete name, Susan, your last name? Mine is C-R-F-E-A. Okay. All right, I got it. And this so would I ever, be for Alvin, because my husband is also an owner on his but since, the, um, you know, I'll just note that down, that he's also an owner. But in terms of the offer that we're going to send, we're going to address it to you. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. All right. So, Susan, I think I have everything that I need in order for me to be able to do my home analysis and then eventually, you know, um, send you an offer. Now, this is what's going to happen, all right? Since you are actually staying in um, Georgia, I actually have a partner on the ground in Georgia, and his name is Parker. Uh, he's okay. kind of young, very nice to talk to, very polite. You know, uh, we have a very good relationship, I mean, in terms of work, not mm -hmm. anything else. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah he, he's, he, you know, he's very uh, easy to talk to, and uh, he's very knowledgeable about, um, you know, this kind of stuff. So. My 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 responsibility is to make sure that I get all the information that he'll be needing, so that you know um, when he create starts creating, when we start creating the offer, then it will be easier for him. He might end up asking you several more questions. Uh, I know Parker very well. Sometimes you know he would definitely get in touch with you and ask you, you know, a few questions that he might have in his mind. So I'll give him all the information that he needs, and I'm looking forward, you know. Um, that we will be able to help you with this property. All right? Okay. That sounds fine. All right. Find thank the you. Other house. Right. Okay. So, Susan, thank you very much, and I'm looking forward that we'll be able to help you out with this as well. All right? Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, ma'am. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. That right there turned into a $15,000 deal. And if you'd like a VA like that working for you too, Go to VAsForRealEstate.com and get a pre-trained real estate investing ninja of your own for under $10 an hour. VAsForRealEstate.com.
There are two steps to wealth. First, stop doing what poor people do. Second, start doing what wealthy, wealthy people, people do. The wealthiest people work their strengths and hire their weaknesses. If only you had the time and resources to do it. Now you do. We're VAsforRealEstate.com and we have some free information for you. Get the five-step shortcut to hiring a rock star virtual assistant that will make you millions. Go to VAsforRealEstate.com. Stop doing what poor people do and do what wealthy people do. VAsforRealEstate.com. I'll see you next week. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.